0: Welcome to Wonderfully Done, a wholesome show about sex, communication, and loving yourself. I'm Lauren, and Vix and I are just two cutie sweethearts down in Melbourne that have a real deep interest in relationships, dating, communication, and how these things really transform ourselves, how they help us heal relationships that we have with ourselves and with others. So, Generally, in a standard show, we like to answer your questions, talk about what you're curious about, what you're interested in, and just generally our thoughts, feelings and experiences that Vix and I have been having. But we also get to interview seriously amazing people that live, breathe and create in these spaces. And that is one of those episodes today. So I'm going to grab Vix and our guest and we will take it away. So listeners, I am vibrating with excitement because Vix and I are sitting down with Gwen Adora, an adult content creator that absolutely has our hearts. Vix and I have been mega fans for absolute years. Gwen Adora self-describes as your big milky mummy girlfriend. She is queer. She is here. Gwen, thank you so much for coming on the show with us. Oh
1: my gosh. Thank you for having me.
0: So we're going to get into all kinds of stuff about Gwen's work, her work as a creator. Listeners, if you are near the internet at all, I want you to look up Gwen Adora and just be blown away by the creative work that she does. We also really want to drill in and have a look at how to be the ultimate simp. Gwen is the one to tell us all about it. But before we do that, let's nerd out a little bit. (laughs) We were chatting about all being nerds. As Vic said, you know, Vix and I work in the games industry. Um, Huge nerds get very activated when there is gorgeous ladies that have got pop culture and have nerdery in their work, which I really, really love. Could you chat to us a little bit about how you collect ideas for your pop culture work and how you decide to explore different kinks with those characters?
1: Ooh, good question. Nostalgia is a really, really powerful feeling for me, for a lot of other people too, I feel like when we look at a piece of media that we consumed when we were younger, um, are going through different times in our lives, those have like have such an impactful energy towards like our feelings today. Um, like I can watch like Shrek and like remember what moment I was as a child, like watching that movie or just like any types of pieces of media like that where you're like oh my goodness this was such an important part of me growing up and as i kind of like venture into my creative work um with my pornography like i get i like to twist kind of like that nostalgia factor for other people and myself a lot of the times it's kind of like a personal project like the characters i choose are definitely people that i want to see myself as that i've always wanted to cosplay uh and then like I nicely let my audience in on the treat of like getting to enjoy that too. So if we can kind of hit those, um, those feelings for other people, then like, it's all the better (laughs) I like to think. Um, but for the majority of it, like why I choose people is because I'm like, these are my, this is my iconic childhood. And I think it's important for me to kind of like explore that, um, as an adult.
2: Oh, it just makes me I really did enjoy for your fairy godmother how you did ask on Twitter like uh what what kinks like did people think that the fairy godmother has <laughs> and I just think uh the way you expressed her was just uh phenomenal. We were uh, positively gagged. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, thank you so much.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, completely loved it. I feel like a lot of the time the the sort of the it's almost like it's like fan art in a way where I think a lot of the time there's a lot of sharing that happens because it's like, oh my God, this beautiful babe did the fairy godmother or, you know, did Dexter's mom and stuff. So do you find a lot of people have discovered you through that sort of fan work costuming the most? Or is there another type of work that's your biggest like discovery spike, would you say?
1: Ooh, also a good question. Um, I find a lot of my like bigger cosplay pieces get shared more because of that nostalgia factor. Like people are like, who don't even know me, if they see across their page, they'll be like, oh, this makes me stop and be like, this is hot or this is confusing. (laughs) One of the two. But I feel like a lot of my audience comes from different places. So sometimes it's really hard for me to even tell. I think it's a pretty even mix across the board of like people who are just like, searching random things on Pornhub and I happen to fit like the body type or type of porn that they were interested in um, or people who find me on TikTok for example there's people who find me through there or just even on Instagram scrolling a lot of people find me or had found me initially for my impregnation role play videos that I would do. So that was like some of my best sellers um, for a while were impregnation videos. And I would just get so many people like DMing me. And a lot of them were like homewrecker type videos as well. Um, so I was kind of up in that niche for a while, as well as my jerk off instruction videos. So people, people love those. <laughs> and I will always have people message me and being like, oh, yeah, like I saw like this type of video online and I've followed you to all your pages because of that type of video, which is, I think, really cool.
0: And that's something that I love about your work so much is that I'm seeing creativity, I'm seeing joy. I love when you're talking about like being hot or confusing, a willingness to be both or to swap between those modes. Like, I think that's fantastic. It's a mantra that I want to like <laughs> completely, completely embody, but I feel a lot of love and appreciation and creativity in your work. And so I'm interested to know what are some of the things that you love about the work that you do or things that you wish people knew about the work that you do a little bit more?
1: Ooh, yeah. Well, I think that's really like a, you have hit on a good part of that where it's, this work doesn't just have to be like, I don't have to be super sexy all the time like i can be goofy and i can be dumb and i can just be myself which is like what that's one of my favorite things um i don't have to be anybody else's a version of what they want me to, to be I can be making adult content and still get to have a lot of fun with it and that's I'm living out my corn for myself <laughs> but I definitely like wanted to be having a life where I was like very like confident and happy and engaged with what I do and then I got to use those creative juices I did a lot of like musical theater and like singing and vocal lessons as well as like participating like in the background of like some theater productions in like early middle school and that was like kind of like a big part for me I was like I always want like this kind of like theatrics to be in my life somehow I found so much so much joy and pleasure and just getting to put my creative out there and like whether they was in a performance mode or in something that was behind the scenes but like getting to like make something big and like show it off to people was something that always was inspiring to me so the fact that I get to do that now I get to embody characters make my own like mini productions of like movies essentially um is like is super fun and the fact that i get to be like, you know, how I'm naked while I do it too is also great.
0: But <laughs> for myself and for Vix, and I think for you as well, Gwen, like we're all people that were like really extra about show and tell, or like again, that thing of like I made something and I'm showing it to people and they're reacting and they're having fun. And like in the show, Vix and I talk a lot about the best partners for us are people that are happy to include some play. You know, if someone's like, I'm so serious, I'm so confident, I know exactly what I'm doing. I show up and like, there's no play or there's no collaboration, just ends up being so much more disappointing. So your work having so much more of that play energy, like Vix, that's what we love, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah. I I wish people realized how fun sex can be. (laughs) And like, I think it's, it's something that I would love to see more of is like more sort of content around sex that is fun and it is silly and you can kind of like get off but also have a giggle as well. Like, I giggle a lot during all different kinds of activities, and some people really are like, What the fuck? Why are you <laughs> laughing at me? And you're like, No, no, like, this is the best sign that I'm having an amazing time. <laughs> like- <laughs> And
0: I think that's really something about queerness as well, is like when, like, when you have a queer dynamic with someone, it's, there's no assumptions. There's a little bit of creativity. There's asking, there's exchanging. I I feel like, you know, as a recreational, occasional man user, I'm just like, it's really difficult sometimes to like get the play and have the laughing. Whereas when I'm in a much more queer dynamic with someone. And so for yourself, Gwen, do you find that that dynamic, if you're collaborating with someone or collaborating with audiences, it's just clicking so much more with different audiences with those values?
1: I would say so. Yeah. Um, I feel like anytime I get approached by, um, a client or like a subscriber who wants to order a custom video that is kind of like very not me. <laughs> um, like there's ones that are like, I want you to be like, this type of way and a lot of the time like sometimes if it's someone who I don't really know that well who just found out about me and my work or just subscribed to me because they thought I looked hot usually they're in for... a surprise in terms of what either i could do to their video or sometimes i decline video requests because i'm like that's i'm not just gonna sit there and masturbate like just it's just not my that's not my cup of tea um like i'm like i've made a bunch of videos like that in the past you can purchase those but i'm not really like inspired to just sit down and not have anything with like a really goofy storyline to it so a lot of people who like a lot of my custom purchasers like they know my style and they come back for that, which is really nice. And a lot of them really like to add to like the world's building um, themselves. Like if they have a character they want to see me do um, or like a storyline specifically, they're kind of like, Oh, like, you can, like, add this element and, like, add this element. They suggest stuff as well. And it's kind of like a collaboration in that sense, which is really fun. And those are the people I really appreciate the most because they get my brain or even the people who just go, like, you can go do whatever you want with this as long as, like, it hits a couple points. I'm like, thank you. Because, like, I, like, I, I will take creative, much creative liberties with this and, um, make this exactly what I want it to be. <laughs> so, um, which is great. And I love, I love that for them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah you're a fucking artist you know <laughs> <Like> <laughs> that's awesome I love that
0: I love so much that you're using world building as a keyword I bring world building to your porn like I just think it's the most amazing position super exciting it's something that totally activates Vix and I because we're we're nerds with nerdy friends that have done mega games LAPs, tabletop role playing I feel like narrative and world building is spreading it's disseminating you know like it's rise of the nerds all that sort of thing and i'm so excited to see how you continue more and more of that world building i just think that that sounds extremely exciting and and that's where the sustainability of the work comes right like it's hard to create it's hard to make content but if it's authentic and if it's fun it feels to me like it would be a lot easier to produce. Is that, is that how it tends to go for you?
1: Oh, absolutely. I would much rather, um, sit down and flesh out, like, who a character is and, like, why they're that way and what's motivating them to do, like, X, Y, Z that they need to do in this porn video. Um, whether that be, like, to <laughs> stumble upon the POV viewer and, like, <laughs> need to give them a jerk off instruction. Like, why would they be doing that? Right. And that's kind of, I, I would rather, figure out all those little details then sit down and just like masturbate <laughs> like it's like it just like like i'm like i can master i masturbate before i go to bed every night and it's not that exciting it's just me lying there with my vibrator Uh sure i could put on a show but i feel like my audiences get me the most authentic when i am putting on a character and getting to like really get into it versus just like me pretending that i'm really horny for a video and then it having no other like i don't know just just like no no story or no no energy to it so yeah it's definitely like it's my favorite thing to be be able to be someone (laughs) yeah
0: And so when we do interviews, something that we really love to do is to really position it with an angle, like tips for X kind of thing. And something that's come up for our listeners quite a lot and that we'd love to chat with you about is kind of like how to be the ultimate simp, how to respectfully support porn creators, how to, like, how to express, you know attraction support approval like in a in a respectful non creepy kind of way cuz i think especially a lot of our male listeners have a lot of anxiety or a lot of concern of like being a part of a problem blah 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 so i just wanted to like open open the conversation a little bit how can we all rehabilitate our porn habits like let's let's start from there
1: Ooh, there's many ways one could do that. (laughs) I feel like when I think of like negative qualities that I see for people who say are like on my OnlyFans, I feel like the people who demand the most time out of you without tipping uh for that time are the people that makes me want to talk to them the least. So if you are someone who constantly wants attention from the creator that you are looking for, for looking for that attention from um you should be willing and you should like it's, it's like in my opinion it's ne- ne- like a necessity for you to be tipping them along the way because it's it's really hard when you have someone like i say like i respond to all of my like only fans dms whether it's a tip or not but if someone wants to have a 24-hour consistent conversation with me like unfortunately i that's not something that i have like in <laughs> that I have allowed, like, that's not something that I have access, give access to for me. So it's, you have to be, you know, tipping along the way, but it's also really hard for me to be like, Hey, I need you to tip me more to talk to you because it sounds very like it's really hard to kind of get around that with certain people. But yeah, just make sure that you are like acknowledging, you are taking the task onto yourself to acknowledge like, the time that you are uh, requesting for your creator to be given to you. I think it's just, I would say, I would say it's just tip with like every, like every message in my opinion, but (laughs) I know everyone doesn't have the funds for that, but then also like make sure that you are, make sure that, yeah, you're just being aware of like how often you're reaching out to them. If that's the case, if you want to have a a full 24 hour conversation with them, save up for that and then like do it all in one day. (laughs) You know, like, and just just wait a bit and, like, maybe just interact with their posts or um, interact with them in other ways that can, like, boost their engagement, like, on Twitter or on Instagram. It can be pretty exhausting in terms of the emotional labor that is put forth. And a lot of people think that, like, the OnlyFans, like, subscription price, which is, like, for a lot of people, not that much money. It's, like, $5 or sometimes, like, $3 or $2. They think that that one price for the entire month, they think that's going to get them. A, like an entire month's worth of like conversations and like, like, um, like, and full, like, I'm talking like full, like, sometimes like emotional, like, like a lot of emotional labor, like talking to me about, like, things that they should tell their therapist, you know, which, like, so it happens, sex workers are often, like, a replacement for people who don't go to therapy, and, of course, like, we're here to, like, you know, talk to you as a friend, but, like, also, at a certain point, like, you need to be tipping us for that, for that friendship, because that's kind of, like, the, the balance of that, so... Yeah, just make sure you're aware.
2: Yeah, like, exactly. Like, it's, it's all well and good to be like, well, well, I can't afford to pay for the time. And it's like, well, you can't have the service because, like, it is at the end of the day still a service. You're visiting a site to have a connection with this person that you revere or admire or are turned on by. And I can't, like, wow. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you're, you're paying for the OnlyFans subscription. You get access to all this fucking content that you've made and anything new you post like that's already such a fucking banger deal like uh yeah sorry but extras cost like (laughs) just remember everyone tip generously please
0: just the whole question of prioritization like i think one of the most attractive things that a dude said to me one time was i quit alcohol in order to rehabilitate and improve my porn habits of like i quit alcohol and now i save all of that money And, you know, like I pay for cam shows and I pay for OnlyFans and I tip generously. And I'm like, you are now a hundred percent more attractive for doing that.
1: King energy. Oh my God. If we
0: can all channel that a little bit more and be like, look, we all have a big subscription burden. Do you maybe have a subscription on your list of services that you don't use, you know, that you could cut out? And even if that's like $15 a month. That you're going to put towards content creators that you love, you know, and like make their life just a tiny fraction more easy. Like learn to prioritize it.
2: Yeah, it's just prioritization, like basic life skills to learn.
0: (laughs) Yes, budget it. (laughs) Budget it. We accidentally all buy stupid things online that we don't need. Pay beautiful people instead. And so I'd like to chat a little bit more about how we can express appreciation, because I think especially, you know, a lot of our male listeners are very concerned, you know, and and again, this is a consumer to a professional. This is not exactly flirting <laughs> yeah. advice out in life, but, you know, how could a fan talk to you to express you know, adoration, love, worship in a way that you personally really enjoy?
1: Oh, well, it obviously depends on the person, like the, like a creator. For me specifically, I love when my fans talk to me about like either like details of my videos that like they've watched um, like if they're trying to compliment me on my video, it's not just like a, Oh, that's, that was hot. Or like, yeah, you got me off. And which is like, that's fine too. I, I, if you were, if you were messaging me on OnlyFans, not if you were messaging <laughs> me on any other platform, but like, if you like, I, I find the the biggest compliments I get from people are like, Oh my gosh, I love like how you included like xyz in this video because like it really like you know hit home or reminded me of this kind of style of movie that i like like that's kind of like the production compliments are definitely like or my acting compliments are the stuff that i'm like yes like i'm like that's great (laughs) and yeah sure like the oh i like nutted super hard to this is like very flattering of course but i think yeah look at like the stuff that the the model is you know trying hard on um whether that be like their social media presence if there have been like if they've been venturing into YouTube videos or like safer work content, maybe check out that and say like, Oh, like, I really appreciate your, your work on this. Like I'm going to support you in all your, all your other channels as well. Not just like, like subscribing to your porn hub or whatever. I think that's really important because like, it's like that kind of support from people is like, Oh, that, that, that means like I should keep going. And that's like the kind of the message to keep exploring my other, other avenues. So I love when people, you know, either like check out podcasts that I'm on. I love when my fans do that and be like, oh like I I like heard you talk about this and then they could start a conversation from that and I'm like yeah that's the conversations I want to have with people (laughs) when when I'm talking to them it's like so you know stuff that's like a a mutual interest um or topical piece of news who knows but that's my advice
0: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and I feel like uh encouraging feedback of like I loved xyz it can just be a really small shift between I loved this this was fantastic would love to see you do you know, more supernatural themed stuff or something. That's just such a subtle but significant shift from like, do more of this, right? Cause I, I think I've seen some comments on your stuff where they're like, do it again, but do this. And I'm like, buddy, do you want to, do you want to tip $5,000 for, for that entire production to happen again <laughs> yeah. and to
1: happen the way you want it to happen, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. That's, that's super frustrating. People are like, just do this. I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. So like, what, like, I've already done, like, <laughs> I've already done this. Why would I do it like slightly differently? Like, and I do have people who are like, who once they realize I have like, save for the fairy godmother costume. Like, I worked really hard on that video and, like, obviously, like, had very professional makeup artists, like, who, like, uh, my drag queen friend, like, yeah. uh, like, did my makeup for that. And I, like, did, like went out to Toronto and, like, had my friend, like, help shoot it. And it was, like, a big production. And then, like, only to, like, to put out the video. And then the next day, someone being like, oh, you should do, like, a Fairy Godmother another ex- uh, like, a different video with a Fairy Godmother. And I'm like, I just put, I just put out this gigantic production of it. Like, did, can you not, like give me a second before like uh, I was like if you want me to do it again like you're gonna need to like go to the piper baby
0: I don't understand the fantasy that some consumers (laughs) seem to have where they seem to think like this person would love for me to be a director this person is would be would love (laughs) for me (laughs) to tell them how I want them to be and how I want them to look but but without paying you know it's just like obviously this person has just been waiting for my specific feedback right it's very it's very delusional but I think overall overall Gwen I think you've really (laughs) trained your community very very well I think your discord is lovely I think a lot of your consumers have a really really nice tone I think it's fantastic that you've shaped it so that it's like if you want the conversation with me you enter the walled garden of OnlyFans and I'm not bantering with you on Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah. Has it been a long process for you to sort of figure out those kind of like, I don't want to say like sanity measures, but like your boundaries, business practices. Has that been a really hard process to figure out?
1: Um, I've, It's kind of been, I wouldn't say necessarily hard, but a journey nonetheless. Because I went from like the, my first audience members were people who knew me when I was like ran a sex blog before, um, I started doing my Gwen work. And that was kind of like, I was more at that time, I feel like, engaged with the people who are following me on twitter per se and i would like at that time like i was also like very like <laughs> not that i'm not still anti-men but i was like very like let's publicly drag multiple men on twitter all the time type of energy so <laughs> i like i was even even in that kind of way i would still like you know banter with people and i had, think i had to think of much more community engagement at that time than i do now but twitter itself was kind of like like I don't know like you can get really sucked into it luckily like I've learned to kind of like pull myself back over time to kind of reel myself in so I think like now I probably have like better quality comments from my community members sometimes I guess it depends on like what who the tweets is reaching but also like at the same time I'm like I know people who have like like people who in my line of work who like have like really big Twitter audiences and like even though like half the comments are like just dudes being thirsty like they still have like really good like engagement and our tweets go like farther so i'm like it is kind of like that balance of like engagement versus quality of engagement type of situation so it's not necessarily a bad thing i'm but i'm 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 happy where i'm at and i'm glad my community just like kind of knows to like not fuck with me too much um in that aspect and that like i i will absolutely like which i mean the majority of the times i just ignore shit luckily like i don't spend too much time on twitter these days but i will call people out if i need to so that's (laughs) it's kind of a, a be warned type of situation (laughs)
0: you can pay to be a brat over here
1: yeah (laughs) yeah i'll put your own your place for money
2: (laughs) yeah do they not see the like themes in your work mommy dom like (laughs) like, i can see you trying to be a brat but no (laughs) i will not put up with it And I mean, it's like,
0: it's the flavor, it's a flavor of your work where when I see your work, it's, it's instantly you, even when it's in a costume, you know, it has all of that kind of energy. It's very recognizable. I feel that your brand is super strong. We think your business brain is completely huge and it's been so, so interesting. I mean, we have the fortune of it not being the industry that we work in that we need pay from, but obviously we've been devastated dismayed like furious with everything that's happened with different platforms with the shit that has happened with the internet and things like that and like not to not to bring it down too much but you know vix and i see so much horizon scanning going on about what's gonna happen like what is a sinking ship where can we go sort of a situation. I mean, for yourself, do you have like an aspirational future that you'd love to be able to see with platforms or what do you want to see from the industry more when it comes to supporting
1: creators? Oh, that's kind of hard to hard. Yeah. Cause a lot of people are like right now, very like, well, we're like only fans us made some decisions and even just other, even other platforms too. Like Pornhub was like pretty like harshly affected by the Visa Mastercard situation, and like many vids, like was like my, my original platform, and they even have been like even without the Mastercard stuff, making like decisions where I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like so, like I, I'm at a point where I don't trust any platform fully with, and I, like I think I like I don't think I never I ever did, but like right now I'm trying to expand more into safer work avenues of income like so like for me like i i'm like in the middle of starting a podcast soon as well um and like i want to expand kind of like into like more youtube territory i feel like a lot of the the safer work avenues of like online content creation those are a little bit more foolproof in terms of community like uh accountability uh like, I feel like adult platforms are just like, oh, like, sorry, like, we can't do this. But because so many people are on like other like safer work platforms, and also, just because there's less of a threat of like them going down, um, I feel like they are more kind of like uh, open to suggestion and a little bit more. There's more more people to hold them accountable in a certain sense, and uh, a lot of those people are also less marginalized, so that makes a difference as well. So yeah, for me, obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in this line of work until the last the last day I can um, because I love what I do, and I will always find a way to survive online. But I think it's just gonna be kind of like adapting to. The Times, seeing how um, kind of like the new uh, subscription site like kind of end up being but then also like be focusing on like more safer work avenues too
0: it just seems so it it is so hard and so unfair that everyone it has this fragmentation and like what's going to happen to one platform and I rolled this big beautiful snowball and then things just things just change and slingshot and Vixen, and I talk a lot about it being like a golden age of social media being over like what is what's the next thing what platform could and someone be an early mover on and things like that where and it's so great that you're looking at doing that you're looking at doing podcasting and we can't wait to boost it and fangirl it super hardcore but even looking at uh some people are talking about social media that is more like a like a little uh, a taste version of things like clubhouse like maybe some more like audio based social media and things like that and yeah. even vix and i you know because of the work we want to do for game products we're also like what what is going to emerge what is going to be the new thing and we're super curious like do you have any like fantasy sex tech like the the sex vr future or anything that you'd like love to see
1: well i think like video is clearly such a big player in social media right now. Um, Instagram, you, like, and even YouTube is trying to like, is trying to get into like the TikTok style, like videos. So like they've released like YouTube short. Um, then Instagram has Instagram reels and like everyone is trying to come out with video product right now because that like video content is king. It is what's like capturing people's attention. I don't know what would be beyond that. I get like, I, I do see like, I mean, the support and love for like clubhouse, like platforms, like Twitter spaces and stuff like that is really cool. But I think like what is moving people in the future is kind of like more video stuff i don't know what that would look like per se but i think like it'd be i think it'd be really cool to like i've always thought it'd be really cool to have like a tiktok version of like porn or something like that where it's like you could do like naked tiktoks i guess or like short form oh like really yes. short form porn <laughs> videos i don't know like exactly what that would look like but i think it would be like a really interesting experiment (laughs) to say the least because everyone's attention spans are uh so short these days might as well capitalize on that but yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how things shift especially with like sesta fosta and like the stuff that is affecting like sex work the sex work industry right now that stuff is gonna affect like mainstream types of content too and like it slowly is already kind of has in terms of like internet censorship with like you know plus size people getting censored like on tiktok uh like black people like being censored on like tiktok for just their bodies existing like that stuff is going to become more and more apparent especially for like queer creators and marginalized creators and trans creators like the thin cis like white like people (laughs) it's going to be very saturated and compared to like the the beautiful like expansive energy of what the internet and what makes the internet fun is and i think it's going to be really like interesting but very scary to see like that kind of go away on like these like newer platforms that are trying to feed us a certain version of what we should be looking at and it's yeah it's gonna be very sad but hopefully like i mean (laughs) we keep going (laughs) we all keep going and we'll find a way to exist anywhere all of us will especially if it's like the new thing but it's just gonna be able to i know finding finding our subcultures on these platforms i think it's gonna get harder and yeah it's gonna be a little daunting but (laughs) it really is we really have lived the gold the golden age of the internet um Uh, I think it's going to get harder
0: from here. And like anyone listening who might be a service provider, whether you're an accountant or a lawyer or something like that, please have a think about how you can help marginalized creators make something that the wider norm is hostile to, because, you know, it's like, I've spoken to a lawyer that has a lot of OnlyFans creators that he supports. And I'm like, it means so much that you can help people navigate these spaces a little bit or help them understand the the legal ramifications because I don't make adult games right now but I'm very interested in doing more of that and I just don't understand at all how to navigate or like how do you have backups and I just feel like there's so much um secret sacred information that gets passed between professionals and and things like that and it means so much if someone can be a professional that can be a defender you know like be a shield like be helpful in that kind of way and I'm curious for you Gwen I feel like you've probably got a absolutely bodacious amazing network where you are sort of sharing sharing all of that information like does the internet help you every day to like swap notes and keep in touch and share opinions and have chats with other
1: creators yeah definitely um, I feel like I have pretty like expansive black book or like list of people that like i'm connected to um i keep in touch though with not just with sex workers because i think that's like obviously very important to have community there and like i love like people who are in my industry and like there's a lot of people i look up to but i think it's also important for me as a business person to be connected to people who are doing different things than me just because of that reason i think it's good to have like people with different sets of skills and resources not just like that's not like necessarily a selfish thing all the time sometimes it's just me like looking at them from afar be like oh okay like this this is what the moves you're making or this is what you where you're going with this and then like sometimes it does come to a crossroads where like those people might start doing OnlyFans fan stuff and like that's something i know more about and i might want to start like you know like like doing something in their realm of possibility and we could like swap you know notes on that um or just kind of like underground connections for like certain things um it's good to it's yeah it's very good to have people around who um might have different thoughts or different mindsets on things than you because you know you can always level up your business by talking to other people and getting people's different perspectives
0: and with all of the horizon scanning and talking about business and talking about futures do you have any like porn trend predictions for 2022 like in terms of what you've seen what you think's coming what you feel
1: might do well next year that's a really good question i've feel like fetish content is always like i don't know i feel like like say like they go to the front page of pornhub or something they might not find like too much fetish stuff i mean it's a lot of like like boy girl like people fucking usually with like some kind of like light taboo storyline or something like, I mean, I see it a bit now, of uh, kind of like more pegging is definitely like something that's still, I mean, it definitely had a moment a couple years ago, of pegging, but I think like more so like it's kind of coming to be kind of part of the norm rather than just like kind of like a one-off um type of thing and same with like like small penis humiliation and chastity i think is something that like i can see people wanting to be into maybe that's just because like i don't know on my <laughs> my porn recommendation page that's what i see but i think like it's like starting to, they're starting to become more featured videos on sites that have like a more i guess like diverse range of interests which is really fun more fandom i think
0: I mean, Gwen, as you can see, we love like being able to add some accessories to beautify a little bit. And we were very curious when you're prepping for scenes and things like that. Do you have certain like self pampering or glamorizing steps that you like the most, whether it's like getting your nails done or makeup or anything like that?
1: Yeah. I mean, makeup is very like essential to kind of my like sexy energy. Um, There's times where even like, I'm like, oh, I have to like like if I don't wear makeup during the day, but I have to like a scene to shoot that night, I'm like, oh, like I like I'm like I feel like I don't really feel it, like I'm just not feeling myself. But then like if I push myself to put on makeup, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so fucking hot. Like what am I, what am I doing? Not like I'm like oh now I'm like in in the energy to be able to film stuff which I love my biggest um like need out of my makeup kit is like my lashes like I do a of falsies and those are like something that I, I put those on and like I'm a bad bitch like no my, like, it's like that is that is what brings me up um, a level I've heard, like outfits too can help especially like if it's like a new outfit that I have that I haven't shot in yet usually that kind of gives me inspiration of like and helps me like shape the um the videos that I'm shooting so that's really fun
2: Oh, me too. Yeah. I saw that you had the, um, the Shrek bikini from fashion brand. I was so jealous. I totally missed that one. I missed all of the Shrek print stuff and wanted the baby doll dress so badly. And I still think about it all the time and like revisit the website and just like, maybe there was like magically some more of this probably dead stock, like Shrek fabric. <laughs> oh
1: my God. Yeah. Oh. Fashion brand company is amazing. I would need to order more stuff from them. But yeah, that was like a really, maybe you could find it on eBay or something. So I feel like you're destined
2: to have that. You need it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I could try and find the fabric. (laughs) That's true. You could. We're industrious internet babes. Like we have tools. (laughs) but I just love your Halloween content specifically. I guess I just wondered if you did have, um, like, what is your favorite character that you've done and what was really fun about the content you made with it?
1: Ooh, I mean, last year, the Hormone Monstress from Big Mouth was um, one of, like, my, like, I was like, this is it. Like, I, like, because <laughs> um, she's so fabulous. I, I love the show Big Mouth, so I was like, and also I, I had seen at that time, like many other people do it. So I was like, oh shit, like this is, we're going to go off with this one. Um, and that was really fun. Cause I got to like put her, like I did a femdom video with her and, um, she was just like, it was kind of like a, a virginal, like, uh, like pegging video where I was like, I'm going to, like, teach you how to fuck because you're a to
2: that. And um, that was, it was very, very fun. <laughs> we, me and Lauren were talking about what what our favorites were, and that one definitely came up right away. Just It's so, I love that about cartoons sometimes where you're like, this is just like, this is like a 2D animation, and you're just like, how are you just so hot? Like, I just feel like as soon as she was introduced on the show, I'm just like, Fuck. <laughs> And just like you know bubble baths just like <laughs> blasted in my mind like <laughs> i know so
0: sexy as soon as there is a woman who is hairy and confident i'm just activated i'm just like yes yeah. <laughs> and it's like even in the game industry we talk about it a lot because a lot of people say sexualizing women characters is bad and i'm just like look there's characters that are sexualized where it looks like that's not even part of that character's actual personality. That character yeah. would be uncomfortable being dressed like that, would be uncomfortable being spoken to like that. And then there's characters that are like, my my sex is my power. I completely love this. You know, this is great. I'm I'm here. Like, I am thumbs up. And it's consent culture, right? It's like... The hormone monstrous would love you to be turned on by her, like, and so (laughs) we are all invited to be like horny for her.
1: That's a really good point, though, because I feel like I'm someone who, like, I like am my most confident where when I'm wearing like a low cut top. I like wearing sexy outfits where people, like, need to turn their heads at me in a certain sense. And, like, there's times where, like, if I put on, like, a sweater, it feels weird to me to have not have my boobs out. And I can imagine if someone, if I passed away and someone was trying to, like, make my, like, in memoriam photo or something like that. And they put up a picture of me that, like, was, like, not sexy at all. I'd be, I, as a ghost, I'd be like, what the, like, I'd be like, these guys are disrespecting me. You need to be putting me in a push-up bra in my casket or else it's that's not
2: honoring me, in my opinion. I would be so upset. Oh my god! (laughs) Who would dare misinterpret and misrepresent you in that way? Oh my god! (laughs) Teddy's out is critical to the brand! (laughs) Exactly, exactly, yeah.
0: One of my most stylish friends, uh like from like my university days, when I was talking about like struggling with clothes and struggling to like feel really good about it like how do i put together outfits and things like that and she just like looked me dead in the eye and was like you are dressing defensively you are not dressing to celebrate yourself and if you dress to celebrate yourself it doesn't matter what you wear but like that energy is what people will respond to no one cares about trends no one cares about what's on vogue but just stop dressing defensively and i was like (laughs) oh Like it was a real like uh, zap me in the brain thing, yeah. And I've been trying to aspire to that ever since. I'm like, oh, oh my god,
2: slapped in the face.
0: (laughs) But Gwen, I feel like you're there. Yeah, that's it. You know, I know you're here as a professional, and it's not the same as. you know like like everyday living but that feels like the energy the energy that you bring so thank you so much for that and thank you for having so much fun (laughs) with it
1: oh thank you
0: good job team fantastic work uh gwen thank you so much for the
1: time and energy oh my gosh you guys are amazing interviewers thank you so much for having me oh my
2: goodness thank you so much gwen
0: Oh, my God, that was the amazing Gwen Adora. Really, she's just one of those superstars that Vix and I, since the very first day that we did Wonderfully Done, had on the dream list of interviews. So thank you so much for joining us for the show. It's about all we've got time for today. And this is going to be the last episode for the calendar year, the year that was 2021. It kicked our butts, but Vix and I still had a great time sitting down at the microphone, making the show for all of you, chatting with you, hearing from you, answering your questions. So thank you for another amazing year. If you've got a burning question for us, we've still got slots open for season three. So any burning questions you can send over in our DMs. Uh, you can send us questions at Done Wonderfully on Twitter or slip us an anonymous message at CuriousCat.QA forward As always, Wonderfully Done can be downloaded wherever you like to listen. And hey, you're doing wonderfully.